And welcome, 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 welcome. I hereby call the Cinematic Council of Podcasts to order. We have a mask for you today. A verifiable fellowship of film all around. And I guess that makes me Elrond, but my name usually is Ian. Let's allow each of the podcasts, some of the best in film podcasting out there, let's allow them to introduce themselves and their pod super quick. If we could start with you, Danny. Hello, I am Danny from It's a Musical Podcast, a podcast show where I am forced to watch musical movies by my lovely fiance. Excellent. And then down to Carlo. Hey, everybody. This is Carlo from The Movie Loot, a podcast where I talk about the best loot of films that I want to present you, and you have my sword. All right. And then uh, going to uh, going from Puerto Rico to, to America, Ed. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ed from the Film Effect Podcast, where myself and best friend Sean, each week we do a deep dive on a different film in an effort to give it a full film effect treatment. And then staying in the States, we got Kev. Hey, this is Kevin, host of the podcast that wouldn't die. Each week we discuss a certain guilty pleasure forgotten classic with a comedic twist. And then another podcast with a Canadian-British uh, double act here. I think there's a, some gimmick infringement here. We got Scott from the Spy Hearts podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, one half of the Spy Hearts podcast. Agent Scott here. Every week we decode classic spy cinema for your ears only. Excellent. First off, thanks, everybody, for going ahead and giving up some time on your holiday break or on some of you, your lunch hour for joining us here today and uh, talking a little bit about what I wanted to do was talk about the year to come. Lord knows that 2021 once again was a bit of a uh, of a head spin and we're hoping better things are ahead. But I wanted to sort of digest that just a little bit. And we have a fairly, you know, large remit here from from the, from the uk over to, to north america and back so i wanted to start by sort of talking about the, the 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 variant in the room if you will and go you know what's happening where you're at wherever that is with with, with omicron are you seeing any sort of impact on cinemas are you seeing smaller numbers at uh, in any viewings you've been at recently what's been your story for instance we went and saw as the bfe crew spider-man um no way home and that place was packed i mean that place was yeah. absolutely packed yeah. and i'm sitting there going oh geez i'm pretty much in an omicron melting pot here i'm, <laughs> I'm keeping my mask on but as much as you're going yes it's set a billion dollars and things are going brilliantly i'm going oh this is a rough time for full houses what's it like for you well, you just answered it. Um, basically, <laughs> I, really, I mean, judging, I was going to use it as a perfect example of uh, No Way Home. Uh, I was at the theater with my daughter. I was seeing it two weeks ago, and it was near impossible getting tickets for that opening weekend without, you know, I didn't, I never pre order tickets and I just get them on the fly. And it was impossible almost. We had to go at like 11 o'clock at night on the, that Saturday night to see it. And seeing the numbers that it pulled in after that Sunday, like that tells me right there, the theater experience is not dead. It's pulling in, you know, it, it surpassed Infinity War. I don't think any film's ever going to beat Endgame, but, you know, this is a great example of third largest opening of all time in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, the, the experience is still out there. Theaters are not going anywhere. And this is living proof. So. Yeah. I think that Spider-Man No Way Home is maybe an exception um, because everybody was talking about that film everywhere. You couldn't, you couldn't escape it. Uh, so so it, I think it was expected with all the um, things that people were expecting to see on that film um, and, you know, all the spoilers that we're seeing now and whatever. But at least where I'm at, I haven't been to the theater since, since all this started. Uh, yet I'm not risking it. Um, we're seeing a spike in cases now, not so much in deaths, uh, thankfully. Uh, but but there have been a, a. I mean, it went from like 50 cases to 1,000, 2,000 cases in one day. Um, so I, I'm not risking it. But everybody was talking about it here. So so I think that maybe No Way Home is an exception. Maybe, uh, and I'm saying it for the sake of cinema, and not for health <laughs> health related issues. But maybe if things improve uh, with with Omicron, uh, people will feel confident to go back to the theaters. So maybe, maybe I will again. So it is your sort of. Carlo? I'm in Puerto Rico. 
Okay. So, Carlo, it's your thesis, basically, that people are willing to risk Omicron to avoid spoilers. Um, <laughs> not, not necessarily, but... I, I, I don't think, think you're wrong. I'm, I'm be, I, I, actually, you know what? I, I, think, I think there's something in that. I, I think that, that everybody was expecting this film, and things were getting better, and I think Omicron yeah. hit just at the moment that this film was coming out, and more uh, many... Maybe a lot of people were saying, well, I already have my ticket. Just fuck it. Um, and maybe others were like, oh, okay, I'm already here. And, and this is happening right now. Um, so I think there's something to it. People are confident. People are just like dismissing th- some things like, oh, I'm not going to, this is not, nothing's going to happen. Um, so I think there's something to it, but who knows? Now, Scott, it's interesting. Go, go ahead. Sorry. Go, go ahead, buddy. I was say, there are some territories in Europe that still don't get Spider-Man for another month or so. Um, oh, wow. They have been shut down. Those cinemas have been shut down. And, you know, obviously, Ed mentioned that, you know, we're seeing all-time records being smashed. You know, every film that's come out this year has kind of had the asterisk next to its name of the best for a pandemic yeah. release. Spider-Man's back to those old days, but you, you can't help but wonder if, you know, the fact that Europe, there are some parts of the world that still don't have Spider-Man yet. Would it have set even more records? You know, it would it have. Is, oh, I absolutely. Have yeah. You know, uh, we've certainly seen at cinema attendance dropping, you know, with the exception of Spider-Man. It's like as the COVID curve went up, the cinema curve went down. We went to see West Side Story and it was empty. You were the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are the one. The, the one. You're the one who qualified as a viewer, so we could get those those Golden Globe nominations. Yeah, but it was dead in there. There was no nobody in the cinema. Are you sure that's that's, that's 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 a COVID thing? Well, it's <laughs> yeah. a shame because it's a wonderful film. But Is it, okay, you know, uh, with Spider Man, we actually we booked for opening night, had to cancel due to a work commitment. Booked for the next night, cancelled again, and I'm like, right, that's it. We're not going to see this film. We, we were only able to get tickets for the 9 p.m. screening. It was empty. We're like, wow. And then the second we got in the cinema, it was sold out. You know, mm-hmm. people must, you know, I must have been waiting to see what the area was like and just thought, Do you know what? It, it's not worth it. I'm not going to miss out on this film. I yeah. certainly wasn't willing to go any more days without being on the internet. Yeah. Now, I, I do think really Spider-Man hard. is the biggest cultural cinematic event we've had since Infinity War. I mean, it's 19 years coming together. You didn't want to learn about the specifics of that secondhand. Uh, but, Scott, you're, you're, you're UK-based like Danny and myself. Um, maybe we're a little less rah-rah-rah about individual rights and freedoms, and therefore maybe we're a little bit more cautious about going to, to the, the, the cinema. Um, are you noticing anything? Maybe talk about your own experience. Have you been to the cinema during the pandemic era? I myself have been going to the cinema. I, I only go daytime showings now just to avoid crowds, um, just because I'm myself clinically extremely vulnerable to COVID. So I have to be careful. Um, but I mean, what I've noticed is it, it maybe it's a convergence of two things. I think firstly, we have a problem in Hollywood in that they don't want to take risks on films unless it has a guaranteed bankroll. So that is there. That's already been a problem. We know this. But what this is also causing now, because of COVID, I feel, is that there's now a problem with audiences because they don't want to risk going to the cinema unless it's a big tentpole franchise film like Spider-Man, MCU's, well, not The Matrix, apparently. But um, <laughs> Oh, God, no. Wow. I, I, I saw it. I, I have thoughts, but maybe we'll get to that. Same, but, same. Uh, yeah, yeah, if I can interject really quickly right go here, on, then. just because we talked about is Spider-Man the exception, how was the house when you went and saw Resurrections? Um, much like uh, Zion in the film, it was a ghost town. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. So I think we're, we're suffering a little bit from this uh, anxiety to go to the cinema unless it's big enough to justify the risk, um, which means now it's also it's like a feedback loop because Hollywood's then getting their own theory proved because people are only turning up for franchises and it's just this endless cycle, unfortunately. 
Yeah, how do you yeah. minimize risk and maximize profit? You just keep doling out much of the same. And when I was making my own list, I was depressed about the f- top films I saw in 2021 because all my friends were doing music yeah. and yada, yada. Uh, I was stunned right. by, A, how few films I saw for 2021 releases, not just in cinema, but th- through any platform. I didn't see many. And, B, how many of those were comic book or comic book adjacent sort of films? Five or six, five or six MCU films, right? Yeah. And then I saw a couple of DCs. A yeah. And, yeah. DCs as well. So, um, what about, Kevin, anything you, you, you want to add before I sort of pivot on this? No, I think it's, it's a big issue. It, it's many issues we're talking about. It's number one, you know, the growth of these kind of franchises, you know, uh, tried and true intellectual properties that they dealt with. Although mm-hmm. you'd think the Matrix, right? Yeah. That's something that we liked 20 years ago. Maybe that. And that goes back to like Avatar. The next Avatar. Is there a big uh, uprising? Give me the next Avatar movie. That's going to be the say. biggest bomb. It, it I is. swear to God. That's going to yeah. be the biggest Hollywood bomb. You think you've seen yeah. the biggest one right now? Nah. Where that comes out? Or where do those it, come out? And yeah, they're going to have like what two, two more behind that? Three more behind that? Three is four total. Yeah, four total. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. We need a name for the type of sequel that takes place like twenty years or like way it's beyond legacy. It's legacy legacy sequel. Is, is it called a legacy sequel? Is that the name of yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's been uh, talked about very recently. So things yeah, like Spider Man are legacy sequels that both continue the stories but also rely heavily on the nostalgia. So obviously with Spider-Man, we know where the nostalgia is, right. uh, but it still is a sequel to this it's new It's a sequel universe. to the existing and story. We're, we're yeah. going to see it yeah. with The Flash next year. Rather than... Yeah, we're gonna- Rather than play, I mean, this is these films almost feel like like a high school reunion. Like, where are they now? And you come back and find oh. out how the twenty years have been to these people. You know, Bill and Ted screen. was the big one that I remember first. That sort of Bill and Ted, right? Oh, that was dreadful. I don't care. Rotten Tomatoes said <laughs> Rot- Rotten Tomatoes were going. It's great to have movies again. And I went and saw it and went, not not this movie, not not this one. That was, that was dreadful. Oh, I couldn't. Could believe you it. not argue that The Hobbit uh. itself was a legacy sequel? Provo- you know, given the fact that. It's a spin-off. Wrote, it, it's a spin-off. It's a spin-off the franchise. They, but they wrote in characters. That it's a spin-off. In films, you know, Legolas isn't in the books, but they wrote right. it have that nostalgia element of look. Oh, so they added some, yeah, absolutely. They added the romance with the good-looking dwarf in there as well. <laughs> That's not the... It's always funny, the good-looking dwarf? We're not, no makeup for him. He's good. I got He's to the good. first one and bailed. <laughs> I'm like I saw enough walking the first time around. I I, I don't have any more in me. <laughs> um. So if we go, then it's kind of we have some of these and some of these films that we're talking about is coming out in 2022. We've seen promos for these for a year, more than a year. I mean, we saw the fatigue. I think in the audience when Black Widow came out finally. And we were like, yeah, we've seen promos just forever. I don't know if I care anymore. And, and now th- it's Top Gun. And, and I, I think we saw the same thing with Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then the question I have yes. is, because Ghostbusters Afterlife was like, I feel like we already passed this moment. I'm not, I've gone past the part of being expectant. What do you do with Top Gun Maverick? I've been seeing promos for this for 18 months. Yep. Is there a chance that we're actually going to go, it's just going to, fly on past us or, or, or things of that, of that element. I don't, I'm not nearly as excited as I was the first time I saw the, the, the trailer. It's, not- it's funny we're, we're talking about Maverick because like about two hours prior to you messaging me about this uh, recording, I was actually thinking about Maverick and I was like, when did that get pushed back to? Because I thought it was Christmas. It's actually Memorial Day. Yeah. And I, I really don't know. I mean, I, to begin with, it could have came out, you know, Paramount Plus, there's there's ways at, at a certain point you got to th- stop and think how much further can we push this thing back we've been showing promos for two years now you know it's it's gotten to the point where it's do or die it either comes out memorial day or i don't know and even when it does come out i think now it's a risk it, and I, going back to what i was a, thinking about i don't even know i i was just ultimately i don't know what this is doing what it's going to do it costs a lot to make of- this is the kind of blockbuster that they want to milk uh, the theater experience out of. I mean, it's probably coming out on IMAX and, and all that thing. And you're seeing the trailers, uh, the, the amount of special effects. And, and I'm sure they, they want to get the most out of it if uh, I, in theaters. If I can, Scott, this feels like a good time to tag you in here because it seems, it feels very similar, actually, to what we were all saying before No Time to Die. 
And what was yeah, what was your experience with that? Because it did feel like we waited an awful long time for this film. And w- w- in your perspective, was it a muted reception as a result of it? I think No Time to Die did as well as it could have done, given the situation. I think, you know, I, I was Agreed. speaking to, to Scott Renshaw about this one. And he was, I mean, he had better hope. Scott Renshaw works with Forbes. He does uh, box office an- analytics, if you don't know. Um, and he was relatively happy in the end of how it performed and i think the bond community were too but i know that obviously the powers that be sony mgm all those people wanted more right. money of course but who doesn't want Universal. more money mm-hmm. yeah um but then speaking of uh, top gun i mean i don't have that sort of connection to top gun personally uh, being a brit it never really worked for me so i don't really mind if it fails but i <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it won't. Um, I, I think this is the beginning of the bubble bursting. We've seen it, as you said, with a couple of the MCUs this year. Uh, we've seen it with the Matrix now. And I think uh, much as we mentioned, Avatar came up. I think that's going to happen. The Flash, yep. maybe. Michael Keaton might save that film. I think he will. But I think Top, I think Gun, is, is, Top Gun's going to potentially stall on the runway. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I, well, what we're hearing here is that Scott's lost that love and feeling when it comes to uh, when it comes to Top Gun. <laughs> I think um, is Maverick an admiral now? By the way, I mean, what is he seventy <laughs> five? Well, there's a whole opening lecture yeah, right. where, they, where they tell him how high he should be if if he just stayed in line. And of course, you can't do that when your name is Maverick. You can't be named Maverick and become a company man, can you? It goes against the very <laughs> That's right. identity and of kind s- of where you're at. S- Speaking of Cruise, don't we also have yeah. two Mission Impossible films coming out? It's on my... Well, I've got one for sure that's hitting one. next year. Yeah. It's one been delayed Mission over Impossible and over. Seven. seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when's that supposed to come out? Uh, September. I, September. I, do, yeah. I, I, I do have a yeah September? overall list here. I've got September yeah. 30th. Yeah. Such a, such a yeah. weird date for a Mission Impossible movie. <sighs> yeah. I do like those well, movies, well, though. The problem is... Good. They, they've gotten better, but that's just a well, random know. Uh, six six was rough. Five was excellent. Six was rough. I hated five. I uh, liked, oh, really? Uh, okay. Here's, yeah. But the problem I, is... I like six. The problem is the studios like kept shooting, didn't six. they? And they kept yeah. amassing and sort of stockpiling all of these films and get them in the can. And then at some point... And this is probably the No Time to Die argument. At some point... You've got to release this thing because you put so much money into it. And some of these you've paid for marketing twice, three times over. You know you're not going to make anywhere near what it is. But at some point, you've just got to get it out there so you can generate some income in it because you need the next big blockbuster to come after it. So when we're saying things like September is a really weird time for Mission Impossible movie, what's that studio slate of movies throughout the summer like? How, how back is this sort of bottleneck going? And the problem is you're going to push them out there at a time when the the sort of economic medium for film cinemas might not really be able to sort of perform in the way that the whole system's been designed about. I don't think Paramount has a whole lot on their slate because if you recall back in September, they had a whole they pushed a lot of films back. Jackass was one of them that randomly yeah. got pushed back two weeks before its release date to February. Um, speak of random release. That dates. is future Academy and- Award nominee Jackass. Yeah, right. They've already got one. <laughs> yeah, and then, of course, Top Gun happened again, and then Mission Impossible happened, both of them, actually, because there's another one coming out next year, I believe, right. the year after. Um, but, the, but then also, who are you against from the other studios? It's about strategic placement, isn't it? So you throw it September 30th and hope no one else right. is dropping anything. Cause there's a mar- and currently, there's nothing else in September that even looks like it's there is i've got i've got a huge window between august and the end of september where it feels like there's yeah. nothing they're gonna own that watch i bet you paramount holds off as long as they can to release anything on mission impossible they'd be they're smart not to do what they did oh yeah but you know september 30 but october 7 they have uh across that's funny but across the spider-verse yeah it starts to get busy here's my question then would be are we re- just this question for everybody? Because if, as I looked through and I, I assembled kind of what I saw as being some of the major films coming out, I mean, of course, the ones that grab your attention are going to be sequels and, and reboots and, and stuff like that. And that's that's the whole ills of cinema we talked about earlier about you know minimizing risk and maximizing profit. But a lot of it is also Marvel. And are we at the cusp where the Marvel bubble may? Are we finally going to get Marvel fatigue? Is there a point where this or is this thing just too big to fail now? I've already, already felt had it. it. It's already happened. Eternals or Black Widow? I, Black Widow. I mean, the only. I mean, apart from the James Bond reference, which popped me, of course. But, Loved um, it. But, 
But all of those films are in the top 10 of, of 2021. So uh, Asterix or not, they're, they're making some money. Don't you kind of have uh, to prorate Eternals, it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah damn Eternals, your favorite Widow. They, I, I'm, I think that Marvel did something really smart and they've been really smart. Whatever I think about their films, I think they've been really smart in how they've handled uh, at this phase that is coming now, because after all the goodwill they've earned with 23 films, with these popular characters, they've, I don't know how well thought this was, but they're, they're releasing obscure characters now, uh, uh, taking advantage of that wave. You know, everybody's like enjoying, oh, uh, uh, in-game, I want more, whatever it is. Uh, so I think it, it was clever. It, it, and I think they expected dwindling... Uh, uh, revenues, whatever, uh, uh, pandemic or not. Uh, I think they expected that, uh, the, the wave to recede a bit. Uh, but, I mean, just look at, at, at They didn't have Spider-Man. a choice. Yeah, they, had yeah, to, it, they, had, they have to start now building this new uh, Avengers. Uh, you exactly. Know, and and they're, they're going to mix it with, uh, for example, you have Thor, uh, Thor 4, you have um, Guardians of the Galaxy has been pushed uh, farther down, but you have Black Panther, uh, which people I'm sure are going to run to see what are they going to do with that, yep. with that sequel. Uh, so I think right. they are being very smart of how they mix things up. Uh, and, and maybe you can even say that the pandemic helped them because I, if people are, you, you know, films, uh, yes. uh, you know, Eternals bombed or Black oh, Widow Eternals bombed. You're going to say, hey, we, we were in a pandemic. So um, we- I'm going to bite back on that slightly, Carlo, if you don't mind, because I just I just feel like a lot of these films are hiding behind coronavirus. And they're saying pandemic right. numbers, yeah. pandemic numbers. But yeah, I just don't think Black, I just yeah, I don't think Black Widow would have done better numbers, pandemic or not. I just don't think no, the yeah. audience is necessarily there for it. I mean, okay, Eternals is not a good... Well, I mean, now, Spider-Man did. is here, Spider-Man, but has, yeah. has 20 years' worth of nostalgia built yep. into it, you know? That's completely different. But there's also this. There's also studios now releasing things on their platform, streaming platforms as well, because wasn't Black Widow also on Disney yeah, Plus? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to start... You have to consider that now. Black Widow is a weird case because it has, you know, it was a belated, a belated uh, film that should have come. Everybody says this film should have come uh, after a civil war. Yes. Uh, so I right. think it's affected by many other factors, not only pandemic or not only whatever. Yeah, go ahead. I agree. It's just poorly planned. I mean, nobody wanted to go out and see a prequel for an outcome that yeah. we ultimately knew what yeah. happened. And if, if right. you get the, the crux right. of it, the, 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 the whole third act was, <laughs> is Scarlet, is ScarJo going to make it? And Marie answers, well, well <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen, I've seen Endgame. I know, I've seen Infinity War. I know how her story ends. This ain't it. And so right. I think that sort of, it's just sort of a strategy standpoint doesn't go well. Um, I, I, I hear Scott's point about pandemic numbers, but we've yet to see the time when they put a movie out and people choose to watch something else. So though numbers may be down, they might be a cultural event. They are. No one's seen something else over a Marvel film yet. To the point where it finishes number two or three on the box office at release. And so it's really, I think it's a really important time. I think they're dropping the ball a little bit because I think Eternals did more harm than good. Just because I thought it was dreadful. Uh, (laughs) I'm very interested to see how Flash performs, especially given the fact that Spider-Man has essentially beaten the Flash. Right, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Multiverse. The Flash has been built around this mysterious casting of, you know, you've got Michael Keaton. There's rumors that you've got Ben Affleck back as well. And Spider-Man has beaten. And it's the same that's happened with um, Civil War and Batman versus Superman. They both had the initial same launch date. And DC mysteriously moved Batman forward. And everyone's like, what do they know that we don't know? No, nope, because nope. you know what on this is. Paper, Batman. Yeah, this is when Madonna kissed Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at the <laughs> VMAs. Nobody that. remembers that she kissed Christina Aguilera because it happened second, and I think that's what we've got here with with the with sort of. We're a team up. Thank you. We're going to team up all these sort of Batman universe things in in, in one place, and it's probably not going to be as memorable because we're all going to remember when Spider Man did it first. 
But, is but we also have to talk about quality, though, don't we? I mean, Certainly. Civil War was a much better film than Batman versus Superman. I mean, Certainly. if it had been reversed, I don't think people would be forgetting Civil War. In my audiences don't care about quality. No one saw Dune. <laughs> not, you're not, you're not, enough. not enough people. I'll qualify it. Not enough people saw Dune. Touché. You're not wrong in the sense that, yeah, <laughs> people just want to be able to watch the movie and then go on YouTube and say, here's the 150 Easter eggs you didn't catch. And they want to be part of that conversation. Yeah, right. yeah. Red circle here. Red everything's, circle everything's just meta. Everything's just things referencing other things that you go, I saw that. You didn't see that. And it's never about immersing yourself in a story anymore. One could argue. I'm just realizing Scott's wearing a Bullet Club shirt. And I just want to shout that out. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Super kick party in the house. Um, how about some individual titles people are actually looking forward to in 2022? We've kind of been Grinches and curmudgeons for a bit, but what, what are the things that are coming up on the docket in 2022 that people are people are up for? People are up for. Um, I do want to see uh, Into the Spider Verse too. Speaking of uh, Sony MCU, it's part one, isn't it? It's a part one of a, yeah. of, of a two parter. Oh, I do wonder about this and going, I'm very curious to see what the trailer looks like when it drops, because I'm sort of feeling like I just saw this movie in live action. Right. So, although although I love the first, I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, thought it was brilliant. Uh, I do wonder if I'm going to get Spidey, specifically Spidey fatigue over the next 12 months. Given that we've got multiple rumors of multiple different Spider-Man films now, I mean, you've got Morbius coming out, which that feels like, like you were saying for Top Gun with you, I remember the Morbius marketing pre-pandemic, and I'm just not interested. Oh, I, mean, I have so much to say about Morbius and Venom and everything after that post-credit scene. I don't want to yeah. get into spoilers, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it raised so many questions about okay, now how they're going to handle this. That I, it's, it's you, you know what's got me though. They really stepped on their own foot with that is, one. Is, that, is that's, that's, that's it. That's it. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm saying, no, I, I, I was I was just gonna say that that's part of the the Sony power play. I think. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, Am I crazy, uh, or do you see Michael Keaton? Michael in the Keaton commercial has been Mobius? confirmed. Yes. Michael Keaton has been confirmed. Yeah, as so what does that mean? But then it's also yeah. you know there's the wanted poster of Spider Man in the Morbius trailer. It is a screenshot from the Spider Man video game of the Tobey Maguire spider suit. Yeah. So what's going on and it's the thing is that basically here's another analogy for you see if you like this one as well what marvel have done it's like never choose your own lottery numbers because if you do then you have to play those numbers every time for fear of what if my numbers come up right marvel have now made it that we can't miss and now with sony attached to this we can't miss any of these stories lest we miss that important thing that ties into the next thing we're we're we're, right. we're basically on a cinematic subscription service we just don't realize yeah. it just See, I'm looking forward to uh, Death on the Nile. Another one that was pushed back, <laughs> wasn't it? It was supposed to be in September. Yeah, yeah I got pushed back. And his mustache. Oh, oh, yeah. See, that mustache is a thing of beauty. That, See, I was really I, disappointed I, I, by by Murder on the Orient Express. It was a beautiful film, but some too. some stuff just didn't make any sense. And some stuff, I'm like, look, Kenneth Branagh, I see what you're doing with that camera angle. That is the most pretentious thing going. Can we focus on story? You don't need to get into a fist fight in the second <laughs> act because it's been a while since you've done something. Hercule Poirot was not James Bond. Stop you it. Know, I, I didn't see Murder on the Orient Express, but I have a couple of films that I'm looking for but maybe for the wrong reasons <laughs> maybe to, maybe to see how well they they perform and that's one of them because uh there's talk about the three people that are involved in it that are currently right. in yeah. in a lot of uh social media and right messes you have army yep. hammer you have gal gadot and you have leticia uh, Wright. wow uh, they're all in that film yeah. <laughs> and uh, how are you, you going to market that? How are you going to do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to focus on Russell Brand. Who'd have thought he was the safest of all the names? <laughs> push, push there, Russell right? Brand out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going to have an impact with Black Panther too, though, in terms yeah. of how you market it. Yeah. Well, I, I, just to, I mean, just just to say, I was looking at the list to prepare for this of films coming out in 2022, and the top. 24 films are all franchises. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that too. I was looking Isn't down the list. I'm like, a- this is all IPs properties, and right. Right. it's ridiculous. It's but I also world. want to remind everybody that next year we have a new Michael Bay film. I did Ambulance. Is it called uh, Ambulance? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. it just got pushed back to April, but it's coming. Jake Gyllenhaal. Am I back. right? Yep. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Teenagers. He gonna gaslight this time. Yeah. <laughs> He's gaslit uh, Taylor Swift. He gaslit guilty pleasure. Who is he gaslighting in this next one? I'll tell you what. The only one I have on my list, I'm looking at it right now. There's two I have on my list that are not franchises, and one's existing. Uh, yeah. Kind of, it's it's a biopic. So take it's existing material Elvis. in our heads. It's the Elvis, Elvis. one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really yeah. up. Baz Luhrmann does Elvis Luhrmann, with yeah. Tom That's Hanks exactly in the cast. I thought. I, I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have. Go ahead. Go ahead. Baz Luhrmann, I, I guess this is where the difficulty is. It may not be an existing IP, but is it Baz Luhrmann's name that can sell you on something? You know, and that for me, like you say, I, I clicked and I saw it's a Baz Luhrmann film. And then I saw, oh, Tom Hanks is in To this. the casual, it's, it's going to be a Tom Hanks name draw, not a Baz Luhrmann yes. name draw. Tom but Hanks will get people like us excited. Draw? I mean, it didn't sell Australia. And his last film was what? Great Gatsby? Pass, yeah, yeah. Stretch. Was that his last movie? Good lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. So, I mean, but keep in mind, I mean, talk about how long things have been in development. Tom Hanks was like the first celebrity to get COVID during the making of this yeah. film. That's how long this thing's been in the can for, or been in development for, at the very least. So, you know, but I do wonder if it's going to go kind of, are they going to go, because it's Baz Luhrmann, you expect these kind of hyper real, super stylized things right. but is that going to work with a story like are we getting like is it gonna be like the rocket man treatment are we getting these sort of sequences or yeah. is it going to be more of a straight telling which feels more in line with what you'd expect from tom hanks maybe even the story of elvis but doesn't feel like what you'd expect from baz lerman is he going to go against type and throw us all for a loop is tom hanks elvis in this movie nah, he's, he's, no he's colonel no. tom no I was gonna say, I'm like, what the? You know what? He can I do know, it. Right? He can do it. <laughs> They're gonna de-age him. No, he's playing Colonel Tom, but um, it's it, gotcha, gotcha. It's yeah, it's gonna be something. It's gonna be like like maybe it's gonna be mean spirited. That thing you do, maybe that's what it's gonna be. Of <laughs> <laughs> my, I have my list here, and um, the I also have two, only two that are not IPs that I'm really looking forward to. Um, and it's uh, the Northman from Robert Eggers, yes, and and Nope from Jordan Peele. Those are right, which we yeah. know nothing about as of now, except nope. for the cast. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> An anonymous poster with a cloud yeah. Yeah. that's like a kite. The the others that I'm looking forward, like I said, for the wrong reasons, are Black Panther and Avatar Two. The one film I'm looking forward to that's not. Uh, an IP property is Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry Darling with uh, Florence Pugh and um, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Jeez, those, Harry two Styles. Are, those two are everywhere right now, Florence Pugh and Harry Styles, aren't they? That's where they met. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm Pugh, okay right, with that. I'm Olivia okay Wilde's okay <laughs> Harry Styles. Uh, I, I, I've just watched oh, yeah. Hawkeye and I think I'm, I've had my fill of, uh, <laughs> of certain peeps. Pugh'd out. Yeah, I might be. I might be. The only thing that's <laughs> left on my list of non-franchises is the three five five, which is coming out in January. But it's coming uh, out soon, right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's very, very soon. It, the only thing that concerns me is the only directorial credit that the director has is Dark Phoenix. So, oh jeez, <laughs> this could go either way, folks. I don't know. Ooh. Well, as long as as long as Sophie Turner doesn't show up to act in it, I think we'll be fine. Uh, shots fired just saying <laughs> i'm excited to watch cyrano i know that technically comes out new year's eve in america but i'm excited to see that one i have to yeah. say but that isn't exactly like its own ip you know it's obviously a pre-existing uh property but that one is is one that definitely even if i'm the only person in the cinema that i will be going to see that one that's the english has been it has been getting Good reviews. How about it? Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see Halloween ends. I was going to ask I about to, that because I know some, I had to you know you, you know I'm not a horror guy, but I know a few, a couple of you are at the very least. Yeah, um, Halloween ends definitely. Well, Jamie, see how they wrap 
this up. Just to, yeah, just see how they. I'm using finger quotes here, folks. Wrap this up until the next time they decide <laughs> well, they want to print some wrap more money. This storyline up. Sure. I mean, Halloween sure. return. Jamie Lee Curtis swears it's her last time for real Z this time. Right. <laughs> Halloween, the final chapter. Yeah. <laughs> again, Halloween again. H five zero. <laughs> Where does Scream rank for you? I have a, that one comes out. I have very a, soon. You see, Scream is a little bit more. Scream's like a little more pop culture adjacent. Like it's a little more my sort of like I can palette that. Uh, I'm curious so, about that. Again, this is the 20 year reunion. This is the, this is the legacy sequel where I really don't care about the other characters who might be introduced. I just want to see how everybody looks after 20 years and what they're going to do with it. So, yeah, another one where you go. People forget the scream ended on on a on a really well. I saw the first three, and did they do a four? They did a fourth, didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. They did a fourth. Yeah. And then TV series. But like number three was was yes. rough as was was rough as well. And they went down. So it's kind of the and Matrix so where you're going. Everybody remembers the first one and how good it was, and we forget how right. really crap it got by the time it was done. But yet I'm still yes. I'm still well up for. I, I have a curi- I have a curiosity to see what what yeah. they do with it. A morbid. They got a great poster. That yeah. says the killers on the poster. That was clever. These, but then you've obviously but got Ghostface anyway. Exactly. That's their get out. I think, right? it, nah, I think it has to be a legit. Oh, jeez. Can you imagine? <laughs> but but there's one on the poster. It's just Ghostface. There's one that's kind of in that you have to see it or you know it'll be spoiled within within 36 hours, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So. Definitely. Um, do we all still. Do we all think that the Batman is still coming out March 4th? Yeah. Yes. And I'm actually, yeah, despite it, everything I've... What is it about Batman? Here's a question. What is it about Batman that seems to make it feel independent? I think it is independent of that sequel fatigue thing where it does feel different whenever they launch. Am I wrong? Because it does feel like every time they bring one out, because it's... They've all- because they're saying it's not following the, MC, the DCEU or whatever. It's, it's like yeah. its own... Sp- Thing, you know, is I just feel like Batman's like, almost like Joker was. I don't know why. But I think there's an element with with Batman. Certainly, there's always yes, we're going to see some of these characters that we've already seen on film before. But there's always an intrigue to see how they'll be handled differently. Like if you weren't a fan of the Riddler, the only film Riddler we've had is Jim Carrey. He's not right. been done to death like a lot of other film characters have been. And Jim Carrey's Riddler is a very specific Riddler, whereas especially this post is, Dark Knight, this, we this want is a very Riddler. night and day version yeah. of Riddler. Like it's very dark. Exactly. Um, what's what's his face playing? A Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Is yeah. it is it that dark tone that stops it from feeling samey? Because when you play something more to that sort of mass, we would call it a twelve rating audience here. You would call it like a, like a PG or a PG thirteen rating audience in the states, where the, you know they're all really quippy, and you're like, okay, it's just one version of the same story for another. But because of its dark, ominous sort of aesthetic and tone, it just feels distinct. It's like. It's like a seven version of Batman with yes. uh, this this Riddler character, and it's Paul Dano, remind you, the little loser kid from The Girl Next Door, about eighteen years ago. If you all ever L- seen that, Little Miss Sunshine, he plays Dwayne. We just reviewed it. Yeah, that's right, Little Miss Sunshine. There will be blood. There will be blood. Ruby Sparks. I mean, Paul Dano just he he can bring it and has for a surprising amount of time. So right in the prisoners. Prisoners, my favorite film on 2013. Prisoners, yeah. fantastic film. Yeah, great film. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Bubble is definitely bursting this year, and I think we are going to see a record low in terms of cinema takings. Is Fantastic is Beast three? Oh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think so. Lop completely between all of the transphobic comments from J.K. Rowling, right. and she's heavily involved in the writing of yep. this. And the fan, and the fact that it comes out in April. Do yeah, you feel I the, think this is going to fail? Do you feel the fandom have? Do you feel the fandom have that level of integrity where they're actually not going to go, or are they all <laughs> yes. giant hypocrites who want to complain okay. and then they're going to go see the movie so they can complain some more? I absolutely think the fan base will will uh, talk with with their absence. They will they will speak volumes. Yeah. I, just, I disagree. I work I in a completely. I work in a school, and you know what? They trash J.K. Rowling, but they all still love their Harry Potter universe. They can't let that mm-hmm. go, and they they've quite easily separated the creator from the creation. Sorry, Scott, I, I think I, that the vocal minority that happened to be online 
do not really signify what happens in the cinema. I'd agree. I think you'll still get a lot of people that, that just want to watch Harry Potter stories and their parents will take them and that's that. And you get four tickets because right. you're taking two kids and two adults and that's your four tickets. It will be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, the, the series is already on decline as it is. Now yeah, add yeah. everything with JK a year or two ago and then people don't forget, number one. And number two, um, you know, they, they, have, they at least still have that Harry, the Harry Potter you know, franchise to hold on to. I don't think they're going to be so su- as supportive with, you know, future, you know, installments. And remember, a reminder that there's also two more films supposedly coming on following this movie. Yep. It's supposed to be what, five of them total? I yes, thought it was a trilogy. Yep, now there I, is a not five films. I don't think after I, this one. I will take that bet. Yeah. I bet you the five they happen already and they do brilliantly. <laughs> I think five happened, definitely. Yep. But, you know, they've already recast, uh, you know, Johnny Depp's not in this anymore. So yep. they've already just. I don't and know. Mads Mikkelsen is a great replacement. And if they are yeah. going to continue yeah. with the five, I think they need to go the gimmick of Dr. Parnassus and recast in every single film. Yeah, until you end up with whoever it was. Just go in, with um, it. That's Sweden a really time. interesting idea. I do like that. I think that's the only way they do it now. And that way, it's not a Johnny Depp thing. It's uh, this is how we always envisioned the character thing. If they're smart, they can get away from all that controversy and say, "No, he's always going to change his look. He's yeah, got to end." Who the was way it he before Death? He Hallows. It was Colin, Colin Farrell, Firth. Wasn't it? Uh, Colin, yeah, no, yeah, Colin Farrell. Colin Firth would be a great Grindelwald. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Okay, Colin Farrell's fantastic. Um, yeah. We haven't talked about one which has the potential to be. If 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 cinemas are able to handle the public, could easily be a top five film box office all time. Jurassic World domination. Yeah. Which oh, I have no Jesus. interest in. I was in, for Just like I had no interest in the two before it, but I'm I'm definitely the outlier because the re- returns for those were through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the legacy sequel. But I'll, you know what? But, I liked I liked Jurassic World. I thought it was entertaining. The second one was was horrible. Yeah. Was horrendous. Yes, that's, yeah. that's I did see the first one. I'm I'm, I'm misrepresenting, <laughs> but yeah. How, how dare you? Yeah. How badly did Fallen Kingdom? hurt the franchise we were, i'm curious it was, to find it was unwatchable out. unwatchable i think oh, that's terrible, that's why are people going to come back for dominion back the originals they I will think that that's that's why they're relying on the return of sam neil laura dern and, mm-hmm. and jeff goldblum that's yeah, but the biggest they were, they were also relying on goldblum to sell tickets for the last one and he was, <laughs> he was in two one, minutes he's, he's, he's gotta be it. a main character in the new one doesn't he <laughs> yeah he has he has literally book at all of his scenes were in every trailer yeah, yeah. that's it just cut to him and say life finds a way. Just do it. Do it. That's what you said. <laughs> You've got to have more Goldblum, baby. But the trailer's going to happen. They're going to put this picture of that skull up on the screen. They'll play those opening horns of the theme, and we're all going to remember 1993 and go, oh, yes, please. Because we all want to be we all want to be 14, 15, however old you were when you saw it for the first time again. And and it hits that it hits that magic place that the best films can do. And what we do is rather than watch the thing that we actually love, we, we, we pay money for a cheap imitation of it for some reason. Because it's shiny. Cheap imitations. I'll tell you which actor is going to be laughing their way to the bank this year is Chris Pratt. Between guard, you know, the Guardians in Thor, between Jurassic World, and now as Super Mario. Oh, is he Super oh, Mario? That's right. That's right. Oh, God, Jeez. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that comes out in December. <laughs> December, Chris yeah. He's going to have the most money this year of oh, any actor. Man. Maybe second was to The Rock, who's got, you know, the DC Justice Pets and Black Adam. It's Chris Pratt's year. I'll, I'll ask the question Chris now. Pratt. Is he going to have an offensive Italian accent? Yes. Oh, yeah, you can't do Super absolutely. Mario without going, it's a me. I mean, you, you have to. <laughs> you have to have the mustache that rivals Kenneth Branagh's. It's oh, working for Daddy Little. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I, oh, God. Yeah, I House can't. of Gucci. House of Gucci. <laughs> Saving grace for that film is casting Jack Black as Bowser, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's fun. That's Castle. Yeah. It's fun, but yeah. It's going to be Minions humor because it's, it's Illumination who are doing that it's you know you know that something's wrong when sonic 2 will be the best video game film of the year <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm so hyped for that one i, I mean what? ridiculously hyped for sonic 2 because sonic 1 was far better it was crap 
but it was far better than it had any right to be. What does everyone think the highest gross film is going to be next year? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, Spider-Verse? No. I don't think. Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. Black Panther. Without qualification. Black Panther 2 comes out. The Batman? The Batman will do well, but Black Panther 2 is the one. Everybody wants to know what's what's, going to happen. Well, it's, it's definitely around. between three Marvel films in Doctor Strange because that's obviously got the WandaVision hype attached oh, yeah. to it. I think Thor Love and Thunder has the I think that will do better than Black Panther because it has a very, you know, it's keeping the same creative team behind Ragnarok, like Taika Waititi being involved. That continuity is great. Yeah. I think we've got enough in the you know, in, in, in the rumors of casting that we've heard, you know, right. uh, who is it that played Batman in the, the Chris Nolan trilogy, Christian Bale, yep. for Christian instance, Bale. you've got some really interesting casting in that one. I think that will do better than black Panther too, but I think it'll be a mar- marginal. You saw how much money black Panther one made, right? Yes. Yeah. That was- I think, <laughs> think that'll be delayed because Letitia Wright. Yeah, I, 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 okay, I think it's going to be delayed. Too. If, That's it, why I'm not- if it survives on the schedule where it is, black Panther yes. two destroys, destroys Thor love and thunder. I agree. With it's that the comment. fourth film in a series. It's the fourth. You know, it's you not know- coming out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what are they going to do with Black Panther? I mean, the rumor, I mean, for whatever it's worth, is Letitia Wright was supposed to become the new Black Panther. Yes, that's the that's the what that's I'm, the rumor. That's what I'm operating that's under the, the assumption of. I think Killmonger's coming back, and it with with the fact that Strange Supreme from What If is in the Doctor Strange trailer. I think yeah. I'll find a way to bring Killmonger that's imprisoned at the end of What If. And he will be the lead. I think they'll get Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan back. If in you the can fold. do that, I'm okay with that. He's casting it. He, yeah, is he casting it? There we he's go. In the he's in it. Yeah. Now, if, if Strange Supreme can somehow use his magic to vaccinate Letitia Wright, then we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe he can make everybody forget what she said. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh and she wishes. She wishes. Um, Another good question. I have no idea what um, she said, but I'm afraid to look it up at this point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Do we get an idea? Do we think Uncharted's going to be a bomb? Yes, yes. No, it's going to be a bomb. Don't know who it is. People don't care. From what I understand about, about about Uncharted, the guy's supposed to be in his mid 30s. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why Nathan, Nathan Drake, whatever. His yeah, name Nathan is. Drake. I mean, yeah. Tom Holland in everything looks like Tom Holland. I mean, that's you know, and for most part, it does him well. That's why if you're ever going to remake. Back to the Future. If it's ever going to happen, I don't want it to, but if it's ever going to happen, now's the time. It's got to be Tom Hall and get him into a studio because the guy can play 15 forever. He just can. <laughs> are we are we all discounting The Flash too quickly? Not because of The Flash, but just because of Michael Keaton. What do you mean by discounting? I think, I, I think The Wait, Flash as in is for a top box office, or at least right. in, like, in contention it's for DC. top box office. DC, in it? I know, but like, you know, some of the... Justice, not Justice League. What was it? Batman vs Superman did the biggest. Or was Fan it service League? and Batman vs Superman did okay, right but then it burned everybody, and no one went and saw the follow-ups. But Michael Keaton, you've got. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends entirely on how the eight or so comic book films that come out before it fare, because it's late in the year. Are Are we going to be fatigued by it? I don't know. And it's if it's good, it'll be. Out. We'll enjoy it. I th- I don't know. I, I, if it's good, I think I'll. I'll enjoy it. I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> it's, go- it's going to get the, the, the Snyder burst. The Snyder fans, they're obviously going to be there, I think. But I suppose a lot of people are more skeptic about DCEU films than, than the Snyder fans. I agree. They've burned so many bridges themselves. They just aren't as good. I, I mean, it's the cold, yeah. hard reality. Yeah. I think Marvel had figured out how to play for the mass audience in a way that DC is still trying. They're trying to do it without emulating it. And I'm like, I got news for you. The only option is to emulate it because it is the formula for for, for how to do it. And um, yeah, well, it's like we we kind of we thought they figured it out with Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Wonder Woman 1984 comes out. Oh, oh. Wonder Woman sucks. Oh. Wonder Woman one oh. is a bad movie. I got news for you. Oh. Gal Gadot cannot act. You can keep making the sounds. 
<laughs> there are so many plot holes in that first Wonder Woman movie. Meryl Streep, that's fine. But. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many plot holes in that first film. I'm like, why? I was really excited, and I we did an episode what? on. I'm like, why do people like this film? What's I'm everyone? I'm curious as to what everyone's favorite DC film is. Uh, am I including I the Nolan trilogy? DCEU film. The DCEU. Well, we no, DCEU. Okay, DCEU that's different. DCEU specific. So, yes. I, guess I haven't seen I would a single have to one. Say the Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide character. Squad. I, probably. Seen, I would agree with I that. I've, I've only Woman. seen Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, <laughs> and the two Suicide Squads. So it's not really like it's got much competition. I've seen most of them, but yeah, it's the Suicide Squad. And I'll tell you what, I groaned at the third act of that, so it's it's a low bar. Mm. I, didn't hate, I didn't hate Batman. Oh, can I count Zack Snyder's Justice League in that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then, 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 then I'll go Zack Snyder's Justice League. I didn't mind four and a half hours. I thought it was good. I needed more uh, Icelandic uh, chanting. At least <laughs> another <laughs> half hour. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. <laughs> no, I was all right with it. It was all right. <laughs> that's that's my bar with the DCEU. It was all right, yeah. Right. Um, that's high like praise for DCEU, too. by the way. That yeah, uh, was all right. So yeah. uh, speaking of discounting, are we uh, here's a question, because he may not be able to act, but the biggest movie star in the world, fight me on it, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, he and, and he's got he his is. own DCEU film coming out in Black Adam this year. Black Adam. Are, are we that convinced that that can't take it? The guy is a license to print money. He just is. Put him on the front of a poster and watch it come in. What was the last bust They want to bring him back. Baywatch? Right. They the want to bring him back to the Fast and the Furious movies as well. Yeah. A skyscraper, Rampage. Okay, fair enough. I think San but, Andreas. But you, yeah, they're not, they're you, not all winners at the But you put them in existing, in existing IP. The, 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 all you have to do is, is build the trailer correctly, and then at the right moment, have the music get soft. He raises an eyebrow. You put your title card on. There you go. $400 million opening weekend. Done. I mean, let's not forget he was Hercules at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Scorpion King. And it bombed. <laughs> The Tooth Fairy. Yeah, but this is, this is before he was the biggest star in Hollywood. I think Black Adam is going to do surprisingly well. I don't think people know who Black Adam movie. is, necessarily. Yeah. It's not like The Flash. You, people just know The Flash is in the ether, whereas I seem to Black re- Adam is a, is a deeper character. Challenge to you but guys. That, well. But you, that's on how Warner Brothers handles the, the marketing and all. Because remember, you never knew who the Guardians were. That's never my knew point. Who Ant-Man was. And look what happened with them. You know, they were box all the sensations i'm not sure i would be putting so ant-man the- on the same level as the guardians just 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 for the record <laughs> i no, enjoyed I mean, the first one quite a bit they both me suck too i mean yeah. they oh. had a fight scene set to the cure it was awesome and it, it but the whole black adam thing it all depends on how warner brothers markets this thing and pushes it y'all know Dwayne's going to be handling it on his end on every yep. Post and tweet everything. If you follow him he'll on social media, wrestling again as well. He'll be on his mm-hmm. A game, but the rest of it relies on Warner Brothers. Are we going to see a, a Super Bowl spot in two months? You know, and stuff right. like that. How early are they going to get the ball rolling on this? Is, is filming even done? Did he wrap production on it yet? Better yet, are we going to see a Super Bowl? Are we going to well, see it course. at the Super Bowl the or see a Super Bowl? <laughs> That'll be a trailer at WrestleMania. They'll each have eight players. It'll be all right. They'll make it work. (laughs) That's all you need. Actually, the thing I'm most intrigued with with Black Adam, we know there's going to be some wrestling crossover, but will it be WWE or AEW at this rate? No, it'll be be WWE. WWE. Global. Yeah, he's... he's, No, he he doesn't even... When's the last time he came back to WWE? Honestly. He did a video for the Survivor Series. Yeah, the 25th uh, Survivor it, Series. Really he couldn't make it. He's Where the was he actually he, there? When he, did you see him he, flesh and blood step into a ring? He and Nick Connor are, like, are, like, are like friends. Person. He and Nick Connor are friends. He will be back in a ring <laughs> shilling his movie. Um, mm-hmm. We're probably hitting about that point. Let's go. What's one thing everybody wants to see in 2022 cinematically? Your New Year's resolution, not resolution, but hopes and wishes for 2022. What do you mean? 
something you'd like to see. Okay, so here's here's mine. Here's my wish for 2022. I okay, want cool. to see some new sto- sort of story that we haven't seen before become the movie of 2022. I want to see something that's not a sequel or a franchise. I want 2022's version of Forrest Gump. I want to see 2022's version of uh, Saving Private Ryan. I want something to come along that's not in the pipeline because we know of IP, but something to capture the imagination of mainstream Hollywood and create gotcha. a new thing. If it's got to be a new franchise, so I'll live with it. But just give me something I'm not seeing coming. Like the Squid Games effect that just comes out of nowhere yeah. and grabs everyone. But like in a film, in a film that gets released yeah. theatrically. Yeah, that is my hope for 2022. If I can't have that, which I think would be my first choice, I think my second choice would be I want more fun. I'm just bored of grim, dark storytelling. There's a blue, yellow laser in the sea, in the in the sky, and it's <laughs> killing the planet. Ah, yeah. give me a nice, happy story about a even a superhero, but a happy, upbeat story. I think of um, what was that DCEU one with uh, Zach Levi? Oh, the Shazam! Shazam. Damn. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. fun. That's the, the Black Adam universe, isn't it? That he's coming into. So that 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 would be what I would like to see. Uh, Kevin, yeah. do you have one? Yeah. If I if I could cast a spell and make a wish, it would be a movie where the moon appears to be crashing into the earth. I mean, if oh, we get something oh, like that, I think uh, you're gonna get your wish. Oh uh, yes, please. <laughs> I'm I'm the oh, only no, one who has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's called uh, Moonfall. Moonfall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe take yes. another pass at that title while we're at it. Um, <laughs> if if I could no I, I think it's like what we've been saying it's like we'd like to see original ideas um, we'd like to see not everything has to be a huge blockbuster I mean this is definitely a wish and a prayer um, we'd like to see kind of mid-budget films I mean I, yeah. I'd take a, a crack at a Nancy Myers movie at this stage of the game you know what I mean <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've got on my list, it's, it's a romantic comedy, Marry Me, with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. I am excited that to see right. that. It's a, mid, yes. it's a mid-budget rom-com, and I'm like, I'll take it over the 95th straight comic book movie. Give me some formulaic I stuff. Yeah. I want that in my life. I think that looks I'm with really- you. Yep. Uh, and-, and I like comic book movies, but I like variety. It, it, that's what I'm talking about, exactly. I have nothing against a comic movie, but it can't be, you can't eat pizza every day. you gotta have something else every now and then so you appreciate the pizza when you have it i tell you what i want is films are too dark not as in thematically but lit okay and i'm so bored of watching films where i have to squint to be able to see it because it's so dark and i just can't see things whoever decided that lighting films in that way was the the right way to go needs uh, has a lot to answer for especially if you're watching something on netflix in you know or a dvd and you've got bright light shining onto your tv and you just can't see anything i think you're going for immersion but actually you get the opposite is i feel like it takes me more out of it because i if i don't see something i lose it it's not atmospheric it's just frustrating and i want to see some films start to go the other way and just light them like they're a film not like we're actually there okay good show uh carlo uh i think that i echo what what most people have said i i I like i would like um mature thrillers or adult films and i'm don't mean it in the sense that that, um, but but not films catered to to just p13 teenagers or, or or child but but um just good solid thrillers with just for adults uh, that's that's what i would like and ed uh yeah just definitely really want to see something different i really want to see something that wows me but i'll give you something specific i really want to see um the northman elevate robert egger's career because uh, it has all the potential because we just got the, the first trailer for it this past week and it looks really really great it's something different um it's out of his like horror territory but it's still like it's like a period piece uh the cast is on point you got willem dafoe even bjork is in it ethan hawk um 
Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Alexander Skarsgård is a lot of people. Nicole Kidman's also got a role in the film. Looks great. I'm a sucker for uh, vengeance films, and this one is right up that alley. So, But um, like I said, I really want to see the film uh, be a success, but uh, more importantly, I really want to see more people you know, kind of look in the direction of Robert Eggers as a filmmaker in general because I think he's really underrated and one of those up-and-comers really deserve it. So, excellent. Well, folks, you heard it. There's all our wishes for uh, 2022. Maybe add to that just that cinemas can somehow stay open and we can all stay healthy as part of the process. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that goes with, with, without saying. There's, I, I've, I don't know about you guys. I've had a lot of fun doing this. I want to thank each and every one of you for uh, for joining us today. Uh, Scott from the Spy Hards, Agent Scott, apologies from the Spy Hards podcast. Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die. Ed from the Film Effect podcast. Carlo from the Movie Loot, and of course Danny from It's a Musical Pod. All quality quality podcasts check out their shows they'll be linked in the uh in the notes for the for, for, for this episode here today i've had a great time i'd love to have you guys back and do another one of these maybe around oscar season and we can sort of kick the can around about what's what, what's sort of happening there oh i'm down Sounds great awesome. yeah it's time yeah. now brilliant job done format i'll add oh. it to the list uh, so thank you awesome. very much folks if you got any anything you want to share about what you're looking forward to in 2022 get a hold of us at best film ever pod outside of that I think it, I can call the council dissolved for now and we'll catch you on the flippity flop on the flippity flop bye